Torchlight Creek founding member Ken Hill returns as Soulwire. We'll talk with him about his new solo project today. Concert updates, music news, and a sneak peek at Priscilla Hernandez's new CD on the way. This is Escapes number 13 for Thursday, August 31st, 2006. I'm Pete Havey. It's been a busy month as we're celebrating two years of Mystic Soundscapes Internet Radio Online. Later in the show, we'll run down the list of all of our winners this month. In the meantime, let's get started with a track from Tim McGowan. This is the title track from his CD, Lady of the Lake.
That's Tim McGowan with Lady of the Lake. From the CD of the same name, hear more from Tim on Mystic Soundscapes Internet Radio and check out his site at mcmusicinternational.com. Jace Vec wins a Grammy and new CD info from Bluestone, Medwin Goodall, Delirium, and Numina. It's all up now in the music. Cheyenne Rivers has just completed recording her vocal tracks for Bluestone's second album. Her MySpace page reports that Bluestone's Robert Smith is busy doing the final mixdowns, and the album should hopefully hit retail around the holiday season. And you know if we can get him to nail down a date for you, you know we will. Our crack investigative reporters are on this baby. Ambient artist Numina reports that his latest release is titled Shift to the Ghost about the life and death of the physical self. No release date set yet, but he hopes to hit the streets with the new CD sometime in September. Visit NuminaMusic.com for more details. Jace Vec's website announced that he's just won his second Grammy Award for his contribution to Full Vision Productions TV projects. Congratulations, Jace. Visit his site for more details at JaceVec.com. Medwin Goodall announced that his new CD, The Runecaster, the second in his Celtic series, will be released in spring 2007, and the latest CD in his Goddess series, Goddess Mermaid, should hit retail right before the Christmas holiday this year. Visit mgmusic.com for more on Medwin and his projects. Delirium announced that their next CD is all but complete. It's called Nuage du Monde. And of course, that's another French phrase again. You know how much I love those. <laughs> the release date will be October 3rd. Visit Delirium's official website, delirium.ca, for details. And anticipation's running high for the release of Priscilla Hernandez's new CD, Ancient Shadows. Priscilla was kind enough to give in to all my groveling and begging the past few weeks and allowed us to give you a sneak preview of the CD in today's show. So here's a sneak peek at Ancient Shadows. Thank you for listening to Ancient Shadows Preview. My name is Priscilla Hernandez, a singer-songwriter, composer, and fantasy illustrator from Spain. And I'm proud to present you a demo featuring some excerpts of the songs in my album Ancient Shadows. So you can evaluate and get an overall idea of the mood of this project that I would define as a theory gothic. Song tales of fairies and gods watching them through a delicate veil that blur the boundaries between lights and shades. The CD will be presented in a Digipack limited edition with 19 tracks, over one hour of music and a booklet full of my illustrations. I hope you enjoy the journey. To fall in love with the ancient shadow. Cross the fence into the desolated feelings of a house in Haunted. Run away from the bitter throne spirit in the call of the nymph. Remember the ones you lost in now that you're gone. Or 
keep the place of your childhood glowing in the realms of twilight. Understand the duality of everything in nature in I still believes. Long to be safe out beyond the father's stand in away. There to turn off the lights with a nightmare. Maybe feel the void in the heart of a ghost in nothing. Thank you for listening to all the lovers of the spectral side of fairy tales and to all the fans and listeners that have made this dream possible. I hope you enjoyed this preview and for pre-ordering information about the release, please visit Ancient Shadows page at jitnet.com slash ancient shadows, y-i-t-n-e-t-h dot com slash ancient shadows. Look for Ancient Shadows by Priscilla Hernandez coming in October. That's what's happening in the music. Remember, you'll always find the latest from the world of contemporary instrumental music on our website at mysticsoundscapes.com slash music. He creates music that inspires reflection and relaxation. The founder of Torchlight Creek and now breaking new ground under the name Soulwire with the new CD Rewriting Destiny, artist Ken Hill. Welcome to the show, Ken. Hi, thank you. It's great to finally have you on the show. We've been emailing back and forth for a few days and uh, decided uh, we'd get you on. And I just wanted to talk to you about your your musical career and all the stuff that's going on with you. So let's start with uh, a bit about your musical background and what made you decide you wanted to compose and record music. Wow, that's... (laughs) <laughs> Pretty interesting, actually. Um, I'll tell you because I didn't start getting into music till I was about 16, actually composing music. But ever since I could remember, like when I was a kid, I was always writing, like always writing stories, and I'd be writing comics and whatnot. So I've always had some sort of a creative outlet. And actually, when I was in a, growing up and going through high school, I thought I was going to be an author. I wasn't. I did not even know that it would take a turn into music. Wow. So. What had happened one day, though, was um, there's two really, there's two, two major effect, factors that happened in my life, and the first was when my cousin, my cousin had this boyfriend at the time, and he was a, he was a rock star, you know, he played the, the electric guitar, and I was about 16 at the time, and I saw him play, uh, one of my favorite artists at the time was Alice in Chains, and he was playing the song, Alice in Chains, and I was just floored by it, you know, and so um, he lent me a, he lent me a guitar, and I basically just sat myself in the room, you know, wow. and I, like the year, I would just be a hermit, just, 
trying to learn the chords and whatnot. So, so basically, you're teaching yourself at this point. Is that it? It was actually pretty funny. I didn't learn. I didn't go through any books or anything. So I didn't know what chords I was doing. I was just trying to find it myself. I think it, I went through like a whole year, and I maybe learned six chords. You know. <laughs> but the thing was, was that I was I was teaching myself, um, and I think that that kind of goes a long ways to where I, where I'm going now, which is that I've always kind of followed my own path. When I finally did take lessons, the chords that took me so long to find out, I realized that, you know, someone could have just shown me in a few minutes. <laughs> but on the good note, you know, it's like uh, as the years go on, I still take those chords and I, and I still try to put my own little spin on them. So that's kind of where the guitar comes into effect. And it wasn't but a few months later, um, I'm a huge gamer. Well, I used to be, I should say. I used to play games all the time. And all of my friends, we had, uh, this is once again, I was about 16 or so. This is about 12 years ago. And we had uh, our computers all networked together. It was just one of those things again, you know, where I came in and, and one of my buddies, he had a he had a copy of something called Cakewalk. And it was some unregistered version. It was like version three or something. Now they have like Sonar 4 or 5 or something. That's like, you know, right. like 10 versions later. It, it's pretty, pretty insane. Um, it was unregistered and... I was sitting there and it's like, oh, I can make music with this. You know, I can, I'd always like had this outlet, like where I wanted to express myself. And so what I'd done was um, I'd composed about five or six songs, but I could never save it because it was unregistered. But I'll tell you one thing. I started in computer music about the same time I got into uh, into my guitar and it's kind of gone hand in hand ever since. And it took me about five years before I even got my first keyboard. I would compose by mouth, note by note. Jeez, whatever works for you, right? Yeah, well, you know, even to this day, I would say, you know, about two-thirds of what I compose is, is by mouth. I have, now I have a little better equipment. I've got an electronic guitar, which is like a guitar, but it's like I'm playing the piano when I play on it. Okay. And then I, I also use a keyboard, but... Back in the old days, it was just a mouse. I couldn't, you know, I didn't have the money to afford anything else. Where did it take you from there to Torchlight Creek? How did you develop that group there? It's really interesting because I always wanted to be in a rock band, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you, I didn't listen to New Age music back then. I know that sounds, like, it might sound kind of crazy. But what I was into was, um, I was into, like, James Horner. And mm -hmm. I was into, like, uh, instrumental music from movies. And so I think that's kind of where my background started. And, and even video game music was something that I was into, you know. Right. It would take a while before I got into the new age side of things. But I went to college for music because I wanted to figure out what it was that I was doing. It's like I knew I was composing, but I didn't know exactly what I didn't know. So I went to college. And that's about the time that I gave up the guitar because they didn't teach electric guitar there. They only taught classical. So I had to give it up for the classical guitar. And somewhere in between it, I actually kind of fell in love with the classical guitar. And I had a buddy, you know, who was a flutist. We decided that we'd collaborate together and write a, a New Age project. You know, we call it Torchlight Creek. And that's kind of where it began, you know. You say that you went into the classical guitar from the rock, but I, I say this with a lot of artists, that a lot of them have their roots in rock or in other genres. And it, it, it's great to have that experience because you can bring a lot of that experience into what you're doing now in a different way. Definitely. You know? some major awards on the Gods of Music review site. Were you surprised at the positive response you got for that album? Oh, for sure. <laughs> you know, everyone, every musician knows, you know, writes from their, you know, from their heart, from their soul, but you don't know how other people will, will react or respond to it. You know, you, you just don't know until you throw it out there. And um, the first review that we got from Gods of Music was a 9.8 out of 10. Landed it in the 
I was leaving, you know. Wow. That felt really good, you know. And I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe we can reach people with this music. That's excellent, you know. Right, right. I remember even seeing on that site that you had gone so far as to start on a second album? Well, it was started, but it, it kind of didn't go underway. It was kind of a project that was begun, but it never never quite finished. Why? Uh, what happened with Torchlight Creek? And, and tell me how you, you went from Torchlight Creek to becoming Soulwire. Sure. Well, um, even with Torchlight Creek, the way I feel like is uh, throughout my life, I've been always trying to find the right expression of music that's me, you know, that comes off as me. And what I mean by that is, it's not that Torchlight Creek wasn't, you know, coming straight out of me, but it was kind of limited. I feel like it was a little bit more limited in scope of, as to what I wanted, you know, like I didn't always want to have to write music and incorporate a flutist or always write music and try to make it a new age genre. Right. What I wanted to write music and um, the best way I can say is I wanted to try to make it honest, you know. I just wanted to write the way I really felt regardless if I was you know, upset or if I was happy or if I was sad or glad. And that's kind of what Soulwire is. It's kind of a, ref a reflection of about any feeling that I can come up with, you know, at the time. So basically, Soulwire is you in a musical form. Like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you wouldn't even believe. I'll tell you something about rewriting Destiny. And I didn't really include this, but even the way that the, the songs are ordered, it's the last two years of my life. If you look through the symbols, you, can, you might be able to see it. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> but I'll just say that, you know, what I mean by it's honest music, it's like the times that I've been writing the sad songs, I was really sad, you know? Right. I wasn't just reflecting on it, I was in that mood, and I kept a journal. I'd be typing in this journal, and sometimes the words that I would write just, just wasn't enough. And so I would go to music, and sometimes I just felt like that was the only connection that I could have with the way I felt. You know, that's amazing, too, because you're, you're actually capturing it in the moment that it's happening, and that's just that's a fantastic way to do it. It comes automatic when, when you're in that moment. You don't, you don't really think about what you're doing. You just feel it, and it goes through you, you know? Right, right. So obviously that is coming through your soul. Is that where the word Soulwire came from, or why did you pick that name? Well, not necessarily. Soulwire was kind of a... I've loved the name for about 10 years, and I've always wanted to use it ever since I started. Um, my first project, which was Soundweave, it was about a couple months later that I wanted Soulwire, but I was like, well, I already started the name. But Soulwire was kind of like... Um, I've always been kind of fa fascinated with like balance, you know, like the yin, the right. yang. And for Soulwire, it's, it's something soft and something hard. You know, it's kind of like the combination of, of my electronic influences and my new age influences. I like to think visualistically, too. So when I think of Soulwire, it's, you know, the concept is kind of like the way that we weave, you know, it's, I feel like this fabric and the way that we weave our perceptions by the experiences that we have. So the way I perceive Soulwire is kind of like saying, okay, here's a little thread of my life, which is music, you know, just a little wire. It's, it's, it's just a facet of who I am and this is a reflection of that. That's amazing, man. You are such a philosopher, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell by, by reading the, you know, the CD jacket and stuff and your website, you really have put your soul and, and the, these deep thoughts into what you do. And that's, it's so refreshing to see because, uh, and I've already gotten uh, some great response from our listeners on your work and, and how oh. deep it really is and, and how it really reflects who you are. And a lot of artists sometimes are afraid to to bring that across they're just following this you know uh, formula and just doing you know what they think will be commercially successful as opposed to just writing who they are and and putting themselves into it and i think putting yourself out there takes a lot of takes a lot of guts and uh it really makes your your work sound completely different oh thank you i'll say i feel like i feel like we all go through the same things you know i might have a different experience but we still you know everyone 
everyone gets burned, everyone has great times. And so like the way I reflected, I feel like I can share that because it's like we're all going through it, you know. behind the new CD. Rewriting Destiny um, is kind of the tale of my life, uh, the last two years of my life at least. Um, started about the time when I was in a marriage and it was it was going bad and I was I was very lost. For a long time I gave up music. It was right after Torchlight Creek. I was kind of gave up music um, for quite a while because I was just lost. I felt like a zombie. I didn't I didn't know what I wanted with my life anymore. Hmm. So re- Rewriting Destiny kind of starts there and it kind of trails up into where I am right now, where I, I finally found my, my path and my place in life, and I feel balanced and happy. So, like, it, you know, a couple songs down the line, like the song that you have, The Dawning of Symmetry, was actually, it's kind of the beginning of my search to find, you know, happiness or to find the harmony in my life. Um, it actually starts with the relationship, you know, that I meet later on. And the album's not about a relationship, but in a way, it's like that's when things started happening for me, where I started to really understand who I was and what I wanted to do. And so that's kind of the song order, as you can see. And then it goes all the way up to uh, Echoes of a Fallen Dream, where it's kind of like everything kind of fell apart again. And then the pivotal song of the album, which you may have noticed on the CD cover, is uh, When the Last Leaf Falls, because in that aspect, that's kind of like once again, I was back by myself. But the way it's described, you know, it's like this dying tree with the last leaf falling and the boy falls asleep and he's, you know, incredibly sad, but then he wakes up and all the seeds that were planted throughout, you know, start growing and there's there's new things growing. He just doesn't know what it's going to be. That's kind of rewriting Destiny. You know, all these songs are kind of like the seeds that were planted and then uh, Shimmering Wings from Sorrow was kind of like, I was able to get out of that and realize that that growth is what was really meant to happen. That was the change. You know, there's so many symbols in these songs. Yeah, you know, I've kind of left it cryptic where people can find out. But I mean, if people want to listen and try to find out, I mean, I'll take an example like Echoes of a Fallen Dream. There's a reason why those strings don't always finish. You know, it's kind of like the haunting memory of a dream you can't quite grasp. It kind of goes through the the whole album has little snippets and whatnot. If people can find it, that is. So you can do like maybe a little treasure hunt. People can find the symbols. They win a prize. <laughs> a little bit, you know. I was thinking about <laughs> a little children. I was actually thinking about um, putting up what some of those reasons were for the way that songs were composed, because some of them were composed for a reason. You know, they kind of followed the flow of the moment as to how I felt like life was at that at that time. <laughs> instruments you're playing on the new CD, what what kind of instruments are you working with here? Sure. Well, um, I've got a Native American flute. I've got tons of recorders. <laughs> Those <laughs> from Torchlight Creek, actually. I learned how to play woodwinds from, from way back in the day, you know, wow. from back then. And then um, I also have a wooden flute and a, a 
acoustic guitar, a classical guitar, and then, you know, I use computers for the rest of it. And you do it all yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, all the mixing, mastering, artwork. There's, there's nothing that's been touched by anyone else. It's all done by me. Jack of all trades. <laughs> Herman of all trades, too. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, man. You ever come yeah. out of your house, you know? You know, I tell you, my friends probably regret it. There's always been a real driven side to me. So for me, I feel like, you know, that's part of another reason why I wanted to do this by myself was because if this is the journal of myself, like if I'm writing about myself, then I can't, I can't work with someone else to have them tell me, well, this should be different because that's like someone reading into your journal and saying, well, you should change that, you know? Exactly. It's a good point. You, uh, you mentioned in uh, actually one of your emails to me that you used your son's voice as an instrument on one of the tracks. Tell me about that, if you would. Very last song. Now, it's, it's called Lewis at Evview, and it's actually Weave the Soul Backwards, if you didn't notice. Uh, I didn't, and, I didn't and, notice that. <laughs> yeah, it's cryptic. It's, it's the last message of the song, which is kind of the profound message. Once again, you know, I'm not sure if, unless I explain it, but if Weave the Soul is the construction and the perception of everything, and this whole album like builds up all these experiences, then this last song is, when I look to my son and I see that there's none of that, you know, it's, it's the deconstruction. It's kind of like paying homage to his innocence and realizing that, you know, we are fathers, you're a father, I'm a father, and we teach them the way, but at the same time, they're teaching us so much, too. Well, that's a great concept for that song. You know, I I gotta confess, when I saw it, I thought, hmm, you know, because I've been dealing with, a, a, especially the past few months, I've had at least one French-titled song on a lot of the albums that we're dealing with. <laughs> and I looked at it and I thought, oh, it's another French-titled song. I'll never be able to pronounce that. <laughs> no, I can't even that's good to know it's just a, a reverse there but yeah it was a, it. a great concept for that song speaking of songs when you create a new song what kind of a process do you i mean let's say one day you're feeling you know totally inspired and happy what's going through your head and how do you translate that from your your soul or your feelings to paper or to the instruments that you're playing. I, I mean, I don't know how to better word that, but how does it go from in your head to, you know, in the computer? Sure. Well, um, I always have the goal of when I'm writing a song is that the song is more important than you. And what I mean by that is, is like, I'm not trying to showcase my, my technicalities or, I mean, because, you know, I did take guitar for a long time, but as you can tell on the CD, I'm, I'm not trying to play aggressively fast unless right. I feel like it needs it then I'll put it there so usually I'll sit down with my guitar and I've, I've got like about 50 guitar songs that haven't even been recorded yet I have wow. over 50 actually so when I'm in the moment you know I will just be writing and I'll just be playing and then I'll keep those songs I write them all down and then when I feel the mood usually I'll start off with a song that I've either written before or I'll just sit there and, and play until I find something that kind of that feels, you know, that connects with the way that I feel, and then I'll build off that. Usually with my music, and, and you might be able to notice this too, is that I'll take a couple musical ideas and I'll let them interweave with each other, and they'll kind of dance and play around, and they'll take turns taking the lead, and they'll, they'll swap around, and they'll switch around a lot. So I just kind of give them their own breath of life, so to speak, kind of like a writer would do with their, with their character. What would this character do, you know? That's, that's kind of what I do with the music, you know? Here's these ideas. How are they going to integrate with each other, you know? What uh, what kind of uh, influences or artists have, have inspired you during your career so far? Oh, there's been a lot of them. The very beginning was, <laughs> strangely, once again, strangely, it was Nine Inch Nails, Alice in Chains, and then um, a video game composer called, now I can't pronounce this name, but <laughs> I cannot pronounce it. It's, I think it's Nubio Uitmatsu. Okay. But he's, he's a Final Fantasy composer. They, they all started off, but 
especially after I learned theory, I realized that a lot of these, a lot of these artists, you know, they all have the same undertones. They might be different. The way that they, you know, like rock music and new age music, but really, like with music theory, you realize that a lot of it is actually the same. It's just the textures, you know, the electric guitar as opposed to the acoustic guitar or whatnot. Right. And so. I think the undertones are, are all the same. Um, for me, I, I prefer artists that kind of bend the envelope that, like myself, you know, that they don't necessarily follow the latest trends, but they write, you know, just straight from within, and it feels raw and expressive. No matter what that is, you know, whatever what that expression is, as long as it feels like it's coming straight from them, you know, right. then I, I usually connect with it. So far, you released this on back in early July, didn't you? Yes, yes, I did. Yep, uh, it was I believe July third. I can't remember exactly, <laughs> but I'll tell you, I was so amazed and surprised because I feel like with Torchlight Creek, I knew exactly the waters I was walking into. Here's New Age. I'm writing something kind of melodic and laid back and easygoing. People can kind of meditate to it, and then here's Soulwire. You know, it kind of goes all. It, it goes in a wider scope. I, I was unsure how people would actually respond to it because I was kind of, you know, you never know now because it was kind of a little bit more all over the place in terms of um, the styles that it was getting into compared to Torchlight Creek. Right. Is what I'm saying. But it has been uh, nothing short than amazing. I've just been so floored by, you know, the responses. And someone told me that they wanted to use one of the songs in their wedding. There's nothing like that. I, I can't even express, you know. If I send you one of my journal entries, could you write a song for me? Uh, you I'm know, just... I actually considered that. <laughs> Really? <laughs> I considered saying, you know what, for one of these songs, if, if people could tell me what they were going through or give me a story and if I connect with it, you know, maybe I'll write a song about it, you know? <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because I was actually thinking about that, I, like, last week. Custom composer. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, as you know, as your dedicated listeners, we always demand so much from you as a creative <laughs> artist because we love what you do and we always have to know what's coming up in the future. Can you tell me what's what's next for Soulwire? You want to share any secrets on upcoming projects? Yeah, sure. Um, my next upcoming project's kind of a big one. I'm trying to tackle two CDs at once. What I want to do is um, I want to take this a little bit further with what I've been doing. And one of my albums is going to be kind of a somber, more ambient, very sad album about loss, letting go release, you know, change. And then I was thinking that the other album would be kind of like, would be an upbeat, more electronic album. And it would be about finding purpose and hope and just feeling free, you know, and open. And so, and what I'm thinking about doing is kind of, once again, kind of the yin-yang concept. They're going to they're gonna work together. I'm, I'm going to find a way to put the artwork so they blend together where the beginning of one CD is kind of the ending of the next, you know, ending of the next and vice versa and the artwork will go together I'm just looking to make you know more the work of art you know are you going to think about a, a two CD set or separate releases there I considered I considered to have dual, you know two CDs made but as of like right now it's it's a lot easier for me to release them one at a time okay but if if I had the choice of course it would be a double CD set but we'll see if when that time comes we'll see if I, I'm able to do it 
Cool. That sounds good, man. Can't wait. Well, here's another question before we, we wrap up here. I've been asking our, our artists uh, what kind of, you know, everybody uses the new age term, which really isn't, uh, it doesn't work anymore, basically, because it's changed so much from 10, 15 years ago to oh, what people true. are doing now, especially people like you who are innovating new new sounds. Is there a term that you think kind of encompasses what you're composing right now, or do you think that's possible? <laughs> Oh, well, you know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> the best thing I could always say is cinematic new age with down-tempo grooves, but I don't I don't feel that that's entirely true, but I don't know how else to classify it. That's the best I could come up with. Yeah, isn't it hard? It's like, wow, what do you what do you call some of this stuff because it's changing so fast and and people like you are are changing it with each project that you come out with so but yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to get an opinion from everybody as to you know what kind of terms we could possibly file some of these things under because you know new age just it like i said it doesn't work anymore contemporary instrumental is what they're using nowadays but even that is too general you know there's just some i mean just I mean, even like your last interview with Sleep Thief, how do you how do you really classify that too? It's amazing, you know. Yeah. You know what I think's happening is is you, now we're getting these this new uh, genre of quote new age artists unquote that are you know influences in the modern day rock and pop and we're coming in from all these other influences so it's it's really changing the scope of where new age music is going. You are one of the, the artists at the forefront of that, and I, I commend you on your, your latest release. It's it's fantastic. Thanks a lot, Pete. I really appreciate that. Now, before we wrap up, I want to tell everybody where they can get the new CD. Um, your website is soulwire.com. That's right. And uh, they can buy it directly from your site. Is that correct? That's right. Uh-huh. Are you also available on any other sites or, or making the, the CD available anywhere else? Well, it'll eventually be um, available on Amazon.com. Right now, it's on CD Baby, and it's also available on iTunes. Okay. One of the other things I wanted to throw in there, too, when I was surfing your website was the link to your first album, Touch of Fate. Oh, yes. <laughs> Which was, that was a nice surprise for me, and uh, it's nice to hear the different, you know, styles and the evolution of your music. So I, I strongly suggest, if you're a, a fan of Ken, to jump on there and check out the Touch of Fate uh music because it's it's a nice uh, window into your world there and also you're on you're you're on myspace which we've been talking about what's what's your myspace address again myspace.com slash soulwire that's very busy site on there yeah. i can't keep <laughs> up with the messages actually <laughs> that's good it's, it's funny you mentioned touch of fate though i'll, I'll tell you because if, i don't know if you had a chance to read that story but it's, it's kind of a funny story how how um the old days when i would compose and i would grab a Toilet paper because I didn't have you know I didn't have um, a mic stand so I would use a toilet paper and duct tape and a broomstick as my <laughs> mic stand and a little five dollar microphone you know <laughs> it's really it's really nice to think you know where where the roots are because that's really where the main that's where it all began you know and it was very frustrating sometimes but you know you just stick through it and see what happens well rewriting destiny available right now from soulwire if you haven't heard it yet get the soulwire.com open your ears folks it's innovative it's fresh and it's something i think that will garner a lot of success for you ken thanks so much for uh, being with me today and i hope that you'll be on the show again soon sure will do thanks a lot pete We'll wrap up our interview with a track from Rewriting Destiny. This is Ken Hill as Soulwire performing Synergy of One.
Soulwire with Synergy of One from the CD Rewriting Destiny on Escapes. I'm Pete Havey. Your chance to win an autographed copy of Rewriting Destiny happens right now. If you listen to the interview, we used two music clips during the interview from Ken Hill's CD as Torchlight Creek called Two Moons. Correctly identify those two music clips. I'll give you a hint they're towards the beginning of the interview. And you've got yourself an autographed CD courtesy of Ken Hill. Send your answers to contests at mysticsoundscapes.com. The first correct answer is the winner. And check out more from Ken Hill on MySpace or at SoulWire.com. Here's a quick concert update for August 31st, 2006. Sleep Thief's Justin Ellswick will be doing a small live performance this weekend, September 2nd, at the Barnes & Noble in Orem, Utah, 2 p.m. Jerry Eckert will be singing, and they'll be performing tracks from their debut CD, The Dawn Seeker. If you're in the area, be sure to check it out. Join pianist David Nevue in concert, along with Wayne Gratz, Michael Doolin, and Greg Maroney in Atlanta, Georgia, Saturday, September 9th, 7 p.m. at Piano Works. Tickets are 20 bucks. Visit David's site for more info at davidnevue.com. And Tinkstead and Rumble will be in New Mexico in October, performing at the Mastery and Life Center in Las Cruces, October 12th, and again at the Rio Rancho High School Theater, October 14th. Visit tinkstadrumble.com for the details. And remember, if you're an artist, you want to keep us updated on your upcoming live appearances, give us a call, 206-600-6282. That's 206-600-6282. A big congratulations to our second anniversary contest winners this month, Alice Walker from Chicago, Illinois, Jim McBain from Santa Fe, New Mexico, Alice Guyrub from Ontario, Hayden Miller in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Karen Ambrin from San Diego, California, and Sandra Harper in Austin, Texas. Thanks to everybody who participated and registered for our contest giveaways, and a very special thanks to the artists who were kind enough to provide their CDs and merchandise for our listeners. Watch for our September giveaway beginning next week on mysticsoundscapes.com. New tracks from your favorite artists on Mystic Soundscapes. Listen for these new tracks this month on Mystic Soundscapes.
from your favorite artists on Mystic Soundscapes. Be sure to watch the Mystic Soundscapes website for some new t-shirt and merchandise designs debuting in late September, just in time for the holiday season. And in the meantime, we're gearing up for the return of our holiday station, Winterscapes, on October 31st. If you're a Live 365 VIP, you can hear that station right now, commercial-free. And if you're an artist who's got holiday or seasonal music, we're accepting submissions right now. Visit the website at mysticsoundscapes.com winterscapes for more details. That does it for Escapes number 13. Remember, you can make a comment or suggestion by calling the Escapes line at 206-600-6282. Good friend of mine was quick to point out that I've been publishing the wrong phone number in our Escapes HTML newsletter that we send out every month, so hopefully I'll have that fixed this month. But the correct phone number is 206-600-6282. Or send us an email by visiting the contact page at mysticsoundscapes.com. Our next show airs in mid-September, features an interview with one of the giants of ambient space music, Paul Abgerinos, who talks about his new release, Gnosis. Don't miss it. Thank you so much for listening. It's much appreciated. For Escapes, I'm Pete Havey.